Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Okay, hey, good morning, you guys. I love it. When we first get to this, like seven of us here, right? You know, of you seven, you know who you are. We were here when church started. The rest of you guys came as you felt the glory call you, right? You're like, you started speeding up because you felt the power of God coming out of the building. They started without us. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Good morning. How many of you guys have never been to this church before? You're brand new. You're like visiting. Come on. Hallelujah. Welcome, you guys. Welcome in the back. Awesome. Love having visitors. We, do, we, 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 we talk a lot about family, and so when someone visits you for a family meal, it means something, right? It, it's actually pretty impactful, so thanks for coming um, if you're just visiting. We had, we had a couple last week here from Oklahoma. They were visiting in town, and they had heard about our church. They listened to our podcast, and I think their friends invited them too, but they basically came, and they just loved it, and I got to say hi to them. Um, they were getting really touched. I love, I love when we're preaching or worshiping, and you can see some people are just like, they're having a moment with God. How many of you guys like regularly have moments with God on Sunday mornings? Just, just raise your hand. Like I have, I'm having, see, that's what it's about. We're here showing up so that God has moments with us. Hopefully the moments don't ever end, but we're growing, right? We're, we're getting closer to the never-ending moment with God. So anyway, yay God. Um, I want to talk a little about today. I want to start with a, an incredible testimony. Um, uh, we were at a wedding last week. How many of you guys know Howard and Maddie uh, Reichenbach? They got married last Sunday. Hallelujah. They were going to go uh, backpacking, but uh, Big Sur got a little rainy. And uh, so they just hung out in a hotel room, which isn't that bad when you first get married. So... <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, so we... The, <laughs> There was a couple of friends of ours, uh, uh, Michael and, and Ethan, and, and uh, they, they're here. They're in our community a lot, and they they uh, they were they were the DJs and kind of slash wedding singer, and they were doing karaoke at the wedding. You didn't know it. One thing I love about Ethan, and I'm just going to embarrass him, but I remember I'm going to share his testimony. I don't know if I think it's legal. Um, we're we're sitting there eating dinner, and I look over and I see Ethan. You know, he's behind the speakers, behind the computer, doing the, doing, picking out which songs to play. Like you know, a little bit of a, he's helping the DJ out. And I see him with the mic and, the, you know, just kind of like, just like, you know, mouthing stuff from the distance. I'm watching him, like the Sinatra's playing and he's like, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. He's kind of like, he's just kind of singing along to himself. That's so rad. I like to sing too. And I find out later he was actually singing. And, 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 like, and you didn't know he was singing because you thought it was Frank up there, right? You're just like, anyway, I'm just like, my friends are incredibly talented people, but that's not the story. But if you need a wedding singer. <laughs> all right, here's the cool part. So him and Michael, they thought, well, we've already been karaoke all night. Let's just go out and do some karaoke then. So they go out to a karaoke bar. I've already got permission to share this. Um, and, and, and so Michael and, um, and, and Ethan, they, they show up to the karaoke bar and they... Just great men of God, right? And they're just, they're just Christians, right? There's nothing, they're, they're Christians. They're not super Christians. They're not, ba- they're just Christians, right? They have God in them. And they walk in, and the fir- one of the first things they notice is there's an older guy, gentleman, at a table by himself with a pitcher of beer in front of him. And that was their first indication that something's not okay, right? Like, <laughs> that's for you? 
you, we should probably talk to that person. So they go over and they strike up a conversation and they chat with them and, and, turns, and it turns out that he kind of starts opening up and he recognizes these people are real and, and, they start, and he starts opening up saying, I was going to kill myself. I was going to commit suicide. I didn't see it. And I don't remember all the details, but essentially, you know, they started just chat with him, talk with him, share the gospel with him and, and just knew that this was a divine appointment and that God loved him and all that stuff and just lit him on, just lit him up. It was incredible. Um, and, um, and then completely separate, this guy gets up and, and goes and, and I don't know if he bumped into a guy or whatever, but there's another guy in the room in this karaoke bar. It's just apparently this is where we need to have mission trips to. Who wants to do karaoke? <laughs> Presence karaoke trips. Um, doing a fundraiser. No. Um, so they meet this other guy there that's all tatted up in his face and everywhere. Pretty gnarly looking dude. Jesus loves him a lot though, so that's good news. And so they end up talking to this guy too. Um, and they start chatting with them and the guy is getting all in Michael's face. What are you looking at, bro? And, and uh, Michael's like, if you know Michael, he's just big face like, Hey, bro. Hey, how you going? What, what are you up to tonight? And, and the guy's just being alone and stuff. Anyway, they just, I guess they wear him out. And, 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 and he just starts to open up about his life because they just, they don't go away. They just hang out there with a smile on their face and, and, and want to know about his life. And he's telling them, what, you know, I've got, you know, I've, I've hurt a lot of people. I've done a lot of bad things. And Where's your God in that and all this stuff? And anyway, just, they ends up just really opening up to the guy. And he, and he ends up, um, they end up asking him, hey, can we take you home? Can we give you a ride home? And, and so I know you're thinking of like, well, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but they did. That's why I love his testimony. And, and they ended up giving him a ride home, the, three, the two of them. And, and in the car, the guy's sitting in the front seat and sharing all the stuff he's done. And they're just ministering, blessing him, telling him, you know, and, and, and in the room, they're all just start crying because of what God just starts showing up. And the guy is just, he's just weeping. And, and they ask him, can we pray for you? And he says, yeah, please. And he, he literally starts getting delivered in the passenger seat of Michael's car. And all sorts of stuff starts happening like that would happen with the deliverance. I won't get graphic, but sometimes that stuff happens. And then he gets really calm and, and, um, and they're all just, just completely wrecked for God. And just, he just showed up in that room and the guy said, I was going to, think, I think he said too, I was going to commit suicide. And, and he was just, just strung out on drugs all the time. And, he was, and he's, they ended up taking him home. And the next morning, um, well, they had told him about a, a rehab recovery place that was free, that was for people like him, kind of rough people. Um, and, um, and Michael the next morning picked him up and drove him, I think like two hours or something like that to the recovery place. And, um, it's just incredible. There's more to the story you can imagine, but, but I just want to share that testimony of just, uh, just people that love Jesus noticed something's not right here and they walked in and that just, it just wrecks me guys. Cause wrecks me, convicts me, makes me excited all in one breath, right? You're like, Oh is that what they did? <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't share that to, to shit on us, like you should do this too, or you should be like that. It, but only just to, to give you a piece of like, what's possible? What's possible? We, we walk by people every day that doesn't look normal, right? They're sitting alone. They got a big sad face on. You just, they were just, they're screaming for somebody to notice me and tell me that I'm valuable, so I just want to just throw it out there. Let that just kind of simmer. I think the test, sharing testimony is what God's doing in our community and our family. 
it just kind of reconnects us. It reconnects us to, like, why are we even here? We're not here to accrue finances and to accrue stuff and drive the right car and the right job. We're here to, um, to be loved by God and to love other people. So, anyway, I hope that just stirs your heart up to love. If, if you get convicted and you feel ashamed or something like that, just let that run away. Just let it go. It's not you. It's not him. It's, it's the enemy. Um, God really loves you. But I want to talk a little about today. Um, I, I love this quote. I just heard it recently that the church is the only organization that's, that's sole purpose is, is to, is to, is to uh, how, did, how did this sentence go? The only purpose is to please the people that are not its members, to please non-members of it. So the church is, is designed to, is literally made to, to reach non-members. We're not here for our membership, right? We're not here to make us feel good. We're literally here, here so that we can reach out there, right? It's not, the, it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. And Jesus, he came so that the sick would be healthy, so that the lost would be found, the blind would see, right? Amen? Tracking? Okay. And so I, I, I think about, one of the things I, you guys may not think about this stuff, but when you plant a church, you think about what kind of church would we plant? And what kind of church we'd want to keep doing if, we, if it actually took off and was doing great things, what would we want it to continue to be like? You get that? Because you can start something and it can be really exciting and then eventually you can kind of get into a rut and do things the way everybody else does them. And when we started this church, it was in my heart, I think all of our hearts, but it was in our hearts, Jessica and me, that we would have a church that was unlike every other church out there. I'm not saying we're the specialist. I'm just hoping we're special, okay? And when we started this church, we, we built this thing um, with the heart that we would be a church that isn't soul, that we're not solely designed and coming here on a Sunday morning and doing all this work to set chairs up just to, to make us feel good about ourselves. So what I want to talk about today is what I, I feel like I want to call this thing the activated church. Because I feel like the church, the church, if it's, if it's just a church to make everybody feel good, to come in and people come in and we hear a message and we leave, that is the, the audience-driven church, I feel like, almost. Or, the, or the, the speaker-driven church. Or the teaching-driven church. But I feel like is all the years I've been in ministry, we've done home groups, we've done ministry school, I keep coming back to this. How, what's the most transformation I've seen happen in people? And it's always, I always, it always takes me back to when people got a chance to be activated in their faith. Activated, meaning doing. I, they got to do something, okay? Um, and so, you know, we exist to show the world what Christ looks like. Well, how, how are we going to learn what Christ looks like except through teaching? So that's really good. And I love the teaching. I love messages. But we can over-teach ourselves. One of the, I had a couple of metaphors in my mind that kind of made me laugh, and I'm going to share them with you. Just to, I think visuals are really good. Imagine, a, imagine a, what's March Madness, right? Let's imagine a basketball team. And, and imagine this basketball team shows up to practice, but instead of actually practicing, they just open up their books, and they read about basketball. And they read about that one pass they do behind the back, and they read about how to do a good um, layup. And then someone gets up and talks about how to shoot that free throw and how to do three pointers. And they're all taking notes and they're like, oh, that's a good word. That's a 
three points. Got it. Good word. Got it. Yeah. And, 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 they're like, and somebody asks a question, you know, well, but how do, I, how do I steal the ball? That's a good point. And they teach on how to steal. And you get the point, right? They show up and they're learning all about basketball and then they all go home. And then they show up for a game and they're all sitting there not knowing what to do. Because they just, they know that, they, they know the ideas of basketball. They know the paradigms of basketball. But they don't actually know how to do basketball. All right? And they may feel really good about themselves. That if you said, hey, do you know how to play basketball? Oh, I know how to play basketball. Oh, I'm really good at basketball. I have learned a lot about basketball. But they show up for the game and completely ineffective. You think about doctors in the hospital. Imagine if you went to a hospital... And all the doctors and nurses were reading books. And, and, they're, and they're reading up of how to, how to do an IV and how, to, how do you do an operation and things like that. And, and then you show up and, and, and nobody actually knows how to operate on you. They just, but you say, are you a doctor? Yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm a really good doctor. I've learned a lot about being a doctor. I, I know all about doctor stuff. I've read many books. I've listened to many podcasts about being a doctor. <laughs> Sorry. It, it, but yet you can, you, you, you all see where I'm going with this. Like we're, 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 we've literally read every book there is maybe and, and we've listened to 5,000 podcasts and we've watched the YouTube videos and I, I'm, I'm, the, I, I'm first in line. Like I, I'll tell you right now who I listen to, what, what, what uh, YouTube videos I listen to because I am hungry to learn about God and he is limitless he is limitless. You could, we could spend eternity trying to figure him out how good he is and how deep and how wide his love is and how, how no matter how far we run and how, how hard we fall, he comes running. I love that, by the way. And, and, and we just want to learn about him and we want to sit in his presence and just understand what he's like. And I, I, I will do that until I'm, till I'm dead. Because we're going to be doing it in eternity too. We're going to be hanging out with him. But here's the deal. If we do church like that, if we do church like that, we, when, we, when we walk into a karaoke bar, we're not going to know what to do. We're not. And I hope that it feels kind of somber all of a sudden. And that's okay. That's all right. It's fine. So <laughs> it, it's good to have your heart recognized. Like, listen, like, I'm doing with a smile, so you know I'm in a good mood, but... I, I dream about our community is being trained up, right? Doctors practice medicine. They don't just learn about medicine, right? In fact, they're, they're, I mean, that's why they call it practicing. They're, we're going to do medicine. We're going we're gonna to do Christianity. We're going to get this knowledge and the wisdom and the beautiful love that you've all cultivated so incredibly well on a Sunday morning, and we're going to let it out on the world because that's why we exist, we exist for our non-members. It's hilarious. See, it would be weird if, if you walked, if we did family that way, though, wouldn't it? It would be weird if, like, your mom was reading about how to do family and, and your dad was listening to a message on how to be a great dad and do family. And then you walked in and nobody looked at you because they were too busy reading or too busy experiencing the joy of being a dad or um, just, just the presence. Wow, I'm a father. Isn't that wonderful? Or the daughter walks in and, and maybe the son walks in and, and he's having a rough day, but nobody's going to talk to him because we're all too busy 
reveling that we know all about family. I'm a, that's, that's a little harsh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm usually not like this, right? You guys know me, right? I'm usually happy, joy, hope is beautiful. But I, I, I feel like as a family, we've got we've to we've flip some switches in there. We've got to flip some switches because if, if we're not continually called back to being activated in our gifts and our love, we're, it just feels so good to, to learn. It feels, so, it feels so right to be built up. Doesn't it? It just does. I, I'll speak for me. It feels really good when I learn something about God that I never knew before. I almost want to tell the world about it. I'm like, yeah. and, and, and maybe I'll even do a YouTube video or, or, a, or a Facebook video or something like that. But am I going to stop for the guy that's sitting behind a full pitcher of beer by himself? I hope so. And so for me, this is, this, so if you hear me, hear my heart, like I want to, I first want to understand, like, listen, like to some level, this may not, this message may not be for you, okay? But for a lot of us, church is about coming in. It's about maybe chatting with a friend and then we leave or we, we worship and it's beautiful and we're getting over our stuff. We're getting healthy. But listen, our healthiness is not the end game. Us being healthy Christians, although that's one of my callings in life is to create healthy Christians, is not the end game. The end game is that we reach the hurting and the dying. Because you're, you're well. You've been saved. And so I, I just wanna, I want us to just kind of keep reminding ourselves what our vision is. What are we looking at? What's our goal? Because if we lose sight of where we're going, we're just gonna walk around in this beautiful little room and call ourselves Christians and get excited that we're going to heaven. And that's a good thing. But the vision, the vision always has to be that every knee will bow. That, every, that, that Jesus would get the full reward that he died for. That he would wish that none would perish. Right? Amen? All right. <laughs> Jesus. That's good. All right. So what, what, what's it look like? And I, I, what's it look like? What's it look like for us to do church this way? Because I think that there's uh, a great quote from Graham Cook. I was, uh, here it is. I, I love Graham Cook. If you want someone to listen to, he's a good, good place to start. Um, he's a great leader in the church. But he says, for God, the test of viable spirituality um, I mean, I, which I imagine he's just, he's a little deeper than I am, but viable spiritual meaning like that works is how well we love each other. Meaning spirituality should be judged or measured on how well we love each other. Not how, what your end times theology is, not by how many people you've healed or how many whatever you've, you've prayed for, but it's how, how well we love each other. And he goes on, he says, he wants, uh, he meaning God, wants the church to be a community of people where we practice love and grace on each other so that we can show these attributes of his nature off to the world. Let me read that part again. That we would be a community of people where we practice love. Everybody say practice love. love. We practice love and grace on each other so that we can show these attributes of his nature off to the world. Isn't that beautiful? So what's, what are we called to do on a Sunday morning? 
We're called to, yes, we're called to learn, right? Studying to show ourselves approved. That we, that daily they, they sat under the apostles' teachings and breaking bread. We're called to learn. But, what we're, what, but the game here, the, the game is not to learn so much. The game is to practice. Practice love and grace on each other. Yay, we've got everybody we need here, right? Like we've got all the tools, we're not missing any equipment, right? We've got, we've got Stephanie, we've got, we've got Eric, we've got Phil, we've got, we've got Saul, we've got everybody here we need. So now all we have to do is we have to practice, okay? And so, and then, and then it says, it says, so that we can show these attributes of his nature off to the world. See, they will know us, they will know we are Christians by what? By our love for each other. They will know us by our love for each other. They will know us by how we practice our love on grace for each other. They will know who we are because the attributes of God, the attributes of heaven that are in us will be revealed. How are they going to be revealed though? Do you think people are just going to walk around and see us having lunch together after church and be like, well, look at them. I think those are Christians, honey. Look how they look at each other so nicely and... I, 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 think, I, think, uh, I think he actually paid for their meal. It wasn't that Christian of them. No, see, they're going to know us because of how we practice love. They're going to know how, we, how, we, how, we, how we're vulnerable with each other. They're going to know of how we actually do stuff for each other, how we serve each other, how we, how we be generous towards each other. And it's going to flow into them because... When you start practicing love, love just starts coming out, right? You don't practice to, to talk to people that are about to commit suicide. You can't practice that. But what you can practice is you practice getting love out of you. And so on a Sunday morning, it, to me, I think is the perfect time because we're all here, right? We're all here. And some of you guys are really new at this. Some of you are, are, are really uh, mature in this. And so we've got all the ingredients this, on, on every Sunday morning to practice. To practice. All right. <laughs> I'm going to read a scripture. Acts. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm just fired up this morning. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all week. You know what's funny? I'll, I'll think about a message and I'll, and I'll have the message in my heart. I'll have it written down. And then for the rest of the week, I'm wondering if that's the real message. Thank you, Lord. It is. All right. Acts 2.42. We're going to start there. And, and this is the beginning of Acts. The beginning of the, this, Acts is really a story about how the church got started. Because Acts 1, is, it was right after Jesus was crucified. And they were waiting in an upper room doing church together. And praying and waiting for God to show up. And then he shows up with the mighty wind and, and the church was burst out of the Holy Spirit coming in signs and wonders, right? In, in a supernatural, that's a, it's just a great idea to keep doing that. Um, and so at verse 42, it's, uh, verse two, uh, chapter 2, verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves. Let me back up, verse 41. So then those who had received his word were baptized and the day, that day, and were added about 3,000 souls. So the church is growing. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. 
And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. They were practicing the stuff. They didn't just talk about their salvation. But day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, fellowshipping, they were, they were, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. See, they were practicing God. They were practicing church, love, kindness, and, and they had favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to the number day by day. I'm going to read this next part because I think it, it just it's, it applies. Now, Peter and John, this is uh, book chapter three. Uh, Peter and John were going up to the temple about the ninth hour, the hour of prayer, and a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple called Beautiful in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. So he's, he sees a couple Christians. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> Somebody said we should have that, so we do. Um, so these two, these two people, uh, this beggar, right? This beggar is sitting there, and he sees a couple people. So I don't know if he knows they're Christians or not. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. And he shouts out to them, I need help, right? Um, but Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. Hold on a second. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, so the, now, now the two Christians, they're looking at this guy and said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter says, I don't possess silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. Walk and seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw it. See, what happened here is there's a couple Christians that were broke, okay? Now, I don't think it's, 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 it's godly to be broke, but sometimes it happens, right? And so, and so they're walking along, and they're like, I don't know what we have. We don't have, well, I do know. We, I don't have any silver or what you're asking for, but I've got love. But I've got God in me, and I want to practice God on you. See, we... we we have to understand the revelation. See, we, I feel like we come together and we learn who we are. But if we just learn who we are, we're going to get really prideful. Because if you, just, if, if you walked around saying, I'm amazing. Stephen, did you know that I'm amazing? I'm awesome. The Bible tells me so. Like, I have all of heaven inside me. And if, I don't know if that makes someone amazing. I don't know what does right? I'm awesome. I'm incredible. I'm in, I'm, I'm in God's image. I look like God. True story. It is true. It's, it's biblical, right? Like if you're having, if you're struggling with sin, if anything, it's because you don't know how amazing you are. And that's just true. Like, and so I am unafraid to tell someone you're an amazing man. And someone might say, well, but do you know what he's done? I'm like, I just know what God sees him as. That's all I know. And that's how God sees you. The problem is, if all you know is how amazing you are, and that amazingness never gets, comes out, you're going to start to think that you're the big deal. 
and you're going you're gonna to pick and choose how your love comes out. Well, I only, I feel really called to Hollywood, and so I, I really only minister to people with a big name like Justin Bieber. Or you might think, I'm really called to the wealthy because I think that's who the really influential people are. Uh, let's laugh at that. Uh, but, but, but you might think that that's what I'm called to, and so now I'm going to withhold all my love because I'm too amazing to, to minister to a guy at a table. Do you feel me? I'm kind of preaching about what I've already felt in, in my heart you know, over the years. So I don't know if you guys can relate, but this, just, these are the thoughts that kind of come, come up. If you don't, if, if, we, if we just... If we just meditate all the time on, on how, how amazing God is in us and we never think about the vision of the church is to save the lost, is to, is to let the world know his attributes. If we don't have that in our head, we're just going to spend all of our time looking at ourselves and trying to get, feel better about ourselves. When some of, the, some of us, we get in these little mini depressions, the best thing you can do is start pouring out. The best thing you can do when you're, when you're stuck in something is just start finding somebody to love on. Just find somebody to encourage. It's the activated church. It's we're not called to be the studious church, the learned church, the, the studied church, the, 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 the scholastic church. We're not, we're not trying to repl- replicate colleges. Did you know you can go to a, a $90,000 business school and you can never do business. Did you know you can go to a really good church and never do God? But we're not doing that, are we? Hallelujah. <laughs> First John 4, 19 says, um, says, we love because he first loved us. And that's it. Like, we love. The only reason that we can even do this and not wear ourselves out is because we know how stinking loved we are. Because we know how radically... Uh, we, 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 sometimes you just, just got to get happy on your salvation. Sometimes you just got to think back what it was like before you had peace and joy in your heart and get happy that you got saved. Because he loved you before you had any qualifications to be loved. He loved before, because we love because he first loved us. And then it says this, says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So how do you love your brother and sister? I don't know. You're not me. I could tell you, oh, I love people well. I could tell you what my gifts and strengths are. But you're different than me, aren't you? You're different. You're sitting there unique. You have the unique Holy Spirit in you to do uniquely you really well. The last thing I want is to you guys to act like me or even act like these, the, the, the wedding singer and his buddy at, at, at a karaoke club. Like that may not be you. You may not find yourselves in karaoke clubs. But where do you find yourself? I'll tell you one thing. You find yourself right here, right now. And when we come together, guys, if I can, if I can help us maintain a vision for where we're going as a church, if I can give us purpose as a father of this church, I want to I keep it on this thing that we're not here for our own membership. 
that we are here to constantly get filled up and poured out, that we would practice love and grace on the person next to you. This is why we do the Hearing from God class in between services, because if you don't feel equipped, we want to get you equipped. And so I want to, I want to talk about, like, what's it look like to practice this? And I think sometimes we get the, the first thought is like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not, I haven't learned enough. I at least in a couple courses under my belt, right? I'm not ready yet. And here's the deal. <laughs> it will never be about how spiritually mature you are. It will never be about what you know. I know one thing, you ever heard that, that the best way to minister people is just share your testimony? You ever heard that? How many of you guys ever heard that? Like that was a, when, if you ever go to an evangelism class or something, they say the best thing you can do is just share your testimony. Why? Because that's the only, that might be the only true thing you know right? You might sit down with someone, you might not know any scripture, but I know, I know what God did for me. And, and that preaches every single time because it's true. But here's the deal. I, got a, I just wrote down a couple keys. I, I want to talk, I just want, I'll throw them out there and then I want to do something fun. Fun? Yes, fun. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> How is this going to come out? Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I hope it comes out right. I just felt the Lord told me um, as I was thinking about, God, what, what do we need to do? And I felt the Lord said, you need to humble yourself. And I don't want everyone in the room to go, hmm, like, I'm so small now. No, no, you're amazing. You're awesome. You're incredible. You have the God of God, the King of Kings inside of you, working with you. So don't go there. When I say humble ourselves, it means get past our own education. Get past our, our maturity. Get past this place of Christianity that you feel like you might have attained. Because that is the thing I feel like that distances ourselves so much. Did you know that new Christians are the greatest evangelists ever? Hallelujah, right? They are. Did you know that new churches have more salvations in the first two years than the rest of them combined or something like that? Some weird statistic like that. And it's because when we're amateurs, we have, we, we're not worried about, am I going to be right in this? Is this going to come out right? Am I going to do it right? Am I going to miss something? We, you don't think about that. You just, you just let it rip. And so... I saw this Philippians 2, says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. So there's a level of like, humble yourself. And then prayer. I just encourage this, you guys, when you can't, just pray. Spend time with God. When we pray with him, you hear his voice. You hear his heart for people. It, it's hard to get self-centered when you have a life of prayer because you're always thinking, you just run out of things to pray for yourself. So eventually you gotta start praying for other people. And the last thing is practice, practice, practice. They're going to a wedding. And make it a priority to practice what you learn. Otherwise, what you learn will literally become a stumbling block to letting your love out. It will, it, will become, it will become a hindrance to you. Okay. 
Can we practice? Can we practice something? I don't think this has ever been done in church. At least no church I've been a part of. All right, get your phones out. I'm not going to make you text to give. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want you to do. This is just fun. You guys got to remember the prophetic words spoken over Jessica and I's life when we started our home group back in San Diego by a prophetess. I think her name was Peggy something. I forget. She said, she says, you guys will start a church, but it will, it will come out of an activation ministry. The church will be needed because the activation ministry will have such power and strength that people will want to have family in that place of activation. And so we started a church out of a home group where we actually equip people to prophesy and heal the sick every single Wednesday. Some of you guys were part of that. So I, I, I love, I love activating people. I love the scared looks on your faces. I love, I love the joy on the other side of risk. I love the, the transformation that happens when God rushes in to a moment of neediness. Are right, you guys ready? All right, so unlock it if you need to. Now I want you to, I want you to open up your text messaging and I want you to ask God for someone that needs encouragement. And, I'm, I, and I really hope we get at least 90 percentage like, um, uh, participation. All right, come on, guys. You can do this. Do it with me. Everybody has somebody they can text right now. If you've never texted, don't start now. Don't break that, don't, don't break that streak. But if you've texted before, I want to encourage you guys. Pull out your phones. You guys ready? How many got your phones? If you're going to do it, hold up your hand. I want to know how many people are taking part in this incredible fun thing. Okay, cool. So most of us. That, that's good enough for my heart. All right. So... St- I don't care who you text, you know, open up new message, put their name in there. Oh man, who am I going to text? Steven, can I text you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Don't text anybody in here. Don't text anybody. (laughs) All right, you guys ready? All right. I don't care what you say. Say, ask, you can ask God. Hey God, what do they need to be encouraged in right now? And if you're not used to asking God for stuff like that, just Make something up. You're amazing. Have I ever told you that I believe in you? <laughs> say something like that. If you know they're going through a hard time, say, God's going to make a way. I know he is. He's going to make a way through this. Just something simple and small. Just know that texting fees may apply. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. Okay, some of you guys are writing a lot because you have a lot to say to this person because you haven't done this in a while. All right. If you haven't hit sent, have you guys done? You guys already? You guys are still, you, you guys are just good at loving. You're practicing, aren't you? Listen, if you're an introvert, this is your go-to, right? This is like, I don't think I talk to anybody. I just, just, it's just me, and I'm gonna encourage the heck out of this person. <laughs> but listen, this is a ministry. This is, this is love. They will know us by how we encourage each other. This is so easy, guys. So this is just one little thing. So how many of you guys are ready to hit send? All right, let's hit send together. You might have already done. That's okay. I didn't give you instructions. Ready? One, two, three, send. God. And so, and you can even pray over it. You can be super spiritual. You're like, God, do something with this text. Ta-da. 
here's the deal, guys. It's so hard to start sometimes. It's hard to start. But if every Sunday we can practice, if every Sunday we can just do something that gets this love out of us and into the person next to us, I guarantee you guys, your level of growth with God and understanding of what he's like will be explosive. It will be explosive. We will never be in danger as a community of growing stale if we can figure this out. If we can be a church that cares more about activating each other in our gifts and our love and our grace rather than showing up and hearing a message, like, then, then we are going to win so many times. We're going to win. We're going to win. And so, yeah. So before church, after church, just start thinking about ways that I can pray for somebody. I can talk to somebody, encourage them, ask them what their name is. Do you have any dreams? I don't know. But let's learn how to practice God instead of just learn about him. Amen? Come on. All right, let me pray for us. Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? I, I'm curious the kind of responses we're going to get. By the way, something else I used to do on my way to work, back when I was in the Navy, I would drive to work for 30 minutes. I, I would just ask God who I should call. And at eight in the morning, not many people answer their phone. So I got to leave messages. And so I'd be like, Sean, so glad you didn't answer your phone. Here, here's what I feel like God's doing in your life right now. And I would just start speaking life over him. Or I would just encourage him. Man, just baby steps, guys. Baby steps. You don't have to drive someone home and then two hours to a rehab center. Like, if that's your thing, dude, go for it. Tell me about it and, and, and get me excited. But if your thing is finding somebody and buying them a coffee at Starbucks, they're sitting alone. So you tell them, how's your day? You know, whatever your thing is. But just let this love out of you, okay? Can we just do a couple declarations? I just feel like I want us to, I, want to, I just want to pull everybody in a little bit more. Let me just say this. Say, um, say, say, I am an incredibly amazing Christian. I am incredibly amazing. Say, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Say it again louder. Awesome. Say, I have all of God in me. Say, there's no shortage of God in me. Now say this, I'm going to let God out. Say, I have love encounters every day. I'm going to ambush somebody this week. I'm going to change somebody's life this week. My life is going to get changed. I'll never be the same. Come on, you guys. Let's give God a shout. Thank you, Father. God, we love you, and we just, we just say, God, would you, would you just take us into incredible places with you, places that make us nervous, places that, that, that make us excited to be alive every single day, that take our eyes off of ourselves, our jobs, our car, our house, our whatever, God. And would you help us keep vision for this church, for this community, that every single person here would carry, would carry your heart for this community, that we would never, we would never forget that we are, we are our sole purpose is to, is to practice love and grace on each other and let it out on everybody around us, that the world would have a reason to look at us, God, and that every person would be saved.
Yeah, God, we love you. We just, we're so thankful to come together. We could have done this at home, but we get to it together. I'm thankful, God. Yeah. Yeah, we love you, God. All because people said amen, 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 amen. If you, got, if you want prayer for anything at all, we've got a prayer team that's going to come up now. Um, we have the Hearing from God class starting in five minutes. It's in the middle there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Um, by the way, there's a big Power and Love conference coming up. Um, it's in April, I think like the third week of April. There's 25th. 25th through like the Saturday there. So their sole reason for doing that conference is to activate you. It's incredible. I love what they do. So if, if that's something you're excited about, healing, um, just living powerfully, I encourage you to find that. Um, it's on our Facebook page. I think we have flyers at the welcome table. Grab them. We already got a big crew going. All right, love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.